Mom Training Podcast with Diana Ballard. Hey ladies, just jumping on here to remind you that tomorrow in mom training, we're going to have our sex therapist, Rachel Smith, coming in to talk to us about how to get out of our head and into our body. It's going to be such an amazing session and I really invite you to come and join us in mom training and learn some things about yourself, about your partner, about having more confidence and enjoyment in your intimacy side of life and in the bedroom. So head over to dianaballard.com and sign up for mom training to get on that call tomorrow night. If you're jumping on this podcast episode later after this call has happened, don't worry. You can join mom training. It's in the mom training vault. You can listen to it and it's going to be just as good and powerful for you. Hey ladies, welcome to the mom training podcast. Today we are going to have Michelle Perta with us today. We have heard from Michelle before about talking about our husbands and having better relationships and how self-care really, you know, made a really big difference. You can go back a handful of episodes and find her episode there. But Michelle is really great at helping moms go from feeling frustrated to connected with their husbands and lots of different things that she focuses on, but healthy communication and like deepening their connection so that, you know, we can, we can have better relationships and which is really what it's all about. Don't you think, Michelle? Oh yeah. I mean, that's the whole point. Why did you get married? Not to be miserable. That's for sure. (laughs) Exactly. No, for sure. Well, I'm really excited to jump into this topic today. Um, Michelle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be back. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk today about processing emotions and that we can have more productive conversations with our husbands. Tell us a little bit about that topic. Yeah, so I don't know about you, but I didn't really grow up with a great model on how to communicate and how to really use arguments as a way to grow relationships. I always kind of viewed arguments as like, oh, you guys aren't in a good place, right? Like, that's not good. You argue, uh, you should be laughing and smiling and enjoying each other 24-7, And that was my idea of what relationships were supposed to be like. Like if I were to view someone else's relationship and they're not happy, oh, they're in trouble. They are headed for, you know, uh, breaking up or divorce, separation, whatever. And in that line of thinking, I I didn't really stop to look at, well, that's not real life right? Like real life, like you argue with your best friend, you argue with your boss, like, you know, carefully, uh, you argue with every single person that you have a relationship with. Shoot. You even argue with yourself internally, you know, like you're like, why did you do that? That was dumb. And to think that when you're in a romantic relationship with someone that you're not supposed to argue is like, well, what does that take to not argue? That takes a lot of keeping stuff in. That takes a lot of like, you know, restraint, uh, dishonesty, a lack of vulnerability, which means a lack of growth because you're not actually being your true self. You're not sharing what it is that you want. You're not sharing what you don't like, what could be better for you. You're not really being all that you can be. And in order for relationships to succeed, there needs to be a certain level of transparency that goes both ways. And so sometimes that looks like arguing, right? And, and the way this like topic came about is a lot of times people think that arguments are a waste of time. Well, 
I don't like to be mad. So like, why would I want to do that? Or I don't like to confront people. So why would I want to do that? It's uncomfortable. It, it, it brings out a side of me that I don't enjoy, that I'm not proud of. And then I react to what they're saying. Like in, in this case, I react to my husband and I don't like the way he's acting towards me. And then we get into this like tit for tat, like, ping pong match where like okay you say something I'll say something back to you and you're just trying to prove each other right well the whole point of an argument to use it successfully to grow your relationship you need to make sure that it doesn't like go down for nothing there needs to be a point of it if you're arguing just to argue then it's wasted time but if you're arguing and making sure that it's productive and, and you have a goal in mind. And, and by goal, I don't mean prove him wrong. It can be used for something positive in the relationship. You can actually use it as a catalyst to deepening your relationship with each other, deepening your understanding of yourself, of him, of your relationship together and how you guys interact with each other. There's just so much more that could be born out of the argument rather than, well, that was a waste of two hours. I, like, that was a waste of tears or that was a waste of my breath, you know, whatever it is. What if it doesn't have to be a waste? Right, totally. So then how do you, how do you come up with a game plan then? Like, how do you actually create something? Like, what is some strategy that you, you would share with somebody that was wanting to use time of conflict or arguing as actually a positive moment for connection. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that you can learn about in an argument. And so when you're in an argument, let's say like you, you see something you really don't like, like, let's say like your husband makes a decision or does something that you're like, that does not sit right with me. I'm really upset. Normally, what you'll see on TV and probably in real life, like from your caretakers, whatever you witnessed as a model growing up, normally you see, okay, I feel triggered. I'm going to go tell them. There's like no moment of pause, no moment of reflection, no processing happening. And what does that look like? It ends up being a hot mess because you're not prepared. You have no idea what you're asking for. You're just kind of like processing while talking. Meanwhile, the recipient, your husband's like, what does she want? Like, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to fix something? Do you want me to listen? Do you want me to do something differently? And he's just like being beat up by your words. He's being criticized. It's like just verbal diarrhea all over him. And he's just like, I don't want any of this. It's like, why? Why are you doing this? I was just sitting here keeping to myself. And all of a sudden, you're all over me in the worst way possible. I don't want to be here. And so when clients come to me and, and they're like, you know, my husband doesn't support me or he doesn't listen to me. I feel like we're disconnected. We, I don't feel like we're partners. And I really want to be able to, you know, improve our communication, improve our connection, improve our partnership. The first step really is to understand yourself first. We are so focused on, I got to tell him this. I got to teach him. 
I got to make sure he knows. It's like, well, how much do you know first? How, how much preparation are you doing before you go and have the conversation, right? If you want a productive conversation, you need to be prepared to have the conversation. And I don't mean like, oh, I know why I'm mad now and go, right? It, there's so many layers to it. Okay, you know why you're mad. Is there more to that? What is it reminding you of? Why is this impacting you so much now instead of all the other times it's happened before? What is it that you truly want? And, and dig deep into like the core reason. Is it that you're not feeling supported? Is it that you don't feel appreciated? Like, what is it? Do you feel burnt out? Understand the core reason of what is going on, what emotions are tied to it, what it reminds you of. Like maybe it has something to do with your dad and your parents' marriage. Maybe it has something to do with past relationships and it's like really stinging, but it's really not about your marriage at all, but it's just reminding you of a past relationship that, that left some scars on you, right? And you're a little bit more sensitive to this situation than if you hadn't experienced that, right? Dive deeper into understanding why am I reacting this way, even if it feels really obvious. Spend more time there. And once you get all that, like, you know, like the negativity out, which by the way, is not a bad thing. I think we, we need to give more credit to negativity because when we're uncomfortable, it's kind of like pushing us to change something, right? So right. It's, it's good. So allow that to have a voice, allow yourself to complain, allow yourself to rant in your own space, whether that's with a friend, a trusted friend with yourself whatever, on a journal, write an angry email with no recipient, right? All caps, bold, underline, italicized, like red, whatever. And then allow that to transform into what you do want. Okay. I just said what I don't want. It's a whole lot of stuff that I don't like and how it makes me feel. Great. I gave that a voice. I acknowledged it. Now, if I were to take that and pack it up into something productive. What is it that I'm saying that I want, right? Because when we go to our husband, I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like that. I wish you didn't do that. It's not actually narrowing it down to help him understand what it is that you do want, right? Because if I'm like, you know, the infamous question of like, what's for dinner? Okay, well, I don't want Mexican food. I don't want Italian food. I don't want like Japanese food. I don't want da, 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 da. Okay, great. What do you want? Right. It doesn't actually help, right? And so accepting the fact that no one's a mind reader, take the time to understand what it is that you do want. So like if you see, you know, if you see him sitting on the couch and you're like, I can't believe you're sitting on the couch. Well, what about that upsets you? What about looking at him doing that upsets you? Oh, well, I don't feel supported. Okay, you don't feel supported. Why don't you feel supported, right? Like ask yourself all those whys, right? Do the root cause analysis and get down to, okay, well, what is it that you are wanting him to do differently? 
do the work to figure out, okay, what are you requesting of him? Knowing that he still gets to decide whether he does it or not. And if he decides to not, then you have choices as well, right? Like, okay, what am I willing to accept? What am I not willing to accept? What are my standards? But doing all that work up front and then coming to the conversation, then you know, like, okay, I have grounds. Like I have validated myself in how I feel, what I want, why this is upsetting. I can now come to the conversation more grounded, more confident, instead of feeling flustered and easily irritable, where if you were to ask one question, like you don't bite his head off. Instead, you come to the conversation like, this is what I have to share. I would love to like get curious and ask you like what happened here or like, what do you think about that? Did you know that this is what I was experiencing now that you know, like, what can we do about it? And it could be a working session, right? Like you don't go to a brainstorming session at work unprepared. You go to it with ideas and everybody else comes to it with ideas, right? And if you want it to be productive and he has no idea this conversation is going to happen, you at least need to do your part so that he knows like, okay, oh, this is where we're heading towards. This is what she's trying to work off. Let's see what will work for me that also works for her. Okay, these are my ideas. Or maybe he can be like, okay, let me come back to you after I process this because everybody gets to have a chance to process, right? And let's come back together. But if you go unprepared, expect a messy conversation. That well, might you're going to go off well. in different directions. Yes. Because if you don't know exactly where you're going, then, I mean, even some one person could just pick at one little thing and they could go off in a whole exactly. different journey. <laughs> totally. Exactly. If you're directionless, you will fall for every like tangent that he goes down. Not to say that he's doing it on purpose, but like, you know, when we listen to people, we pick up on certain things. Certain things mean more to us or react more strongly to things. But when we have direction, we can guide it back to what actually is the goal of the conversation, right? You can address and then bring it back. But you don't have to go down the rabbit hole for every little thing. And that way, at the end of it, like you're not feeling like, what did we just talk about? Did we even address what I was saying? Oh, we didn't. And then it's like three hours later or three days later, like whatever, however you guys do things. It continues right? to keep coming up. Right. Yeah. And if you hear yourself out first, you have more space to hear him out as well. Right. Who wants to go into a conversation where you have no voice? And I know women often feel that way, but men feel that way too. And if you want him to be present in the conversation, if you actually want him to listen to you, you got to give him the same. Well, and it's all, it's all about presentation. It really is. You know, there, it, you could take the same topic and decorate it in this nice presentation and it's going to go way better for you than if you just exploded in the moment. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know about, about, you know, you and the listeners today that, like during 2020 and even some of 2021, 
like presentation wasn't the best, at least nope. in my house. Like I, I didn't take the time to process as much as I, I usually do and need to. And, and there was a lot more stress and, you know, my husband lost his job and all these kind of things. And I'll tell you, not processing those emotions and not, you know, making a plan, having an, a, an action, a good presentation, man, it gets real messy real fast. And then you got to right. spend a lot more time cleaning that crap up. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, that just happened to me last week because like, so I'm still trying to figure out my, my cycle because like, I'm still nursing my daughter. My period came back later, whatever, you know? And I looked and I was like, gosh, I'm like, I'm really irritable. (laughs) He's like really getting on my nerves. Like, this is not normal. Like, yes, he's annoying me. Like he does annoying things sometimes. And but I was like, man, we are arguing a lot more than normal. And I look at the app, I was like, oh, it's coming soon, you know? Like, <laughs> and so having that level of awareness, like, how do I feel right now? Am I, do I feel taken care of? Am I ignoring myself? Like, have I gotten good sleep recently? Have I been, you know, practicing self-care? Is my cycle coming? Like, you know, where, where am I in my cycle? Like, having that level of awareness of yourself helps you kind of like check yourself like, Oh, I'm not at baseline right now. So I need to give myself what I need and, and really check myself. Like, am I, am I coming from a place of like below zero, like in the negative, (laughs) you know, because if you're coming from that place, and you start to take care of yourself again, you might find that it's not that big of a deal anymore because right now you're like hypersensitive to anything that that isn't perfect, right? And then there are times where it's like, no, this is a big deal. And then spending that time to really like nurture and, and process what's going on can really mean the difference of arguing and and saying things that you regret and and like breaking your marriage little by little argument argument by argument and building it nurturing it growing it and 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 having that like sense of intimacy emotional intimacy grow like for me and my husband we strive to argue better every time it's not about avoiding arguments it's not about not having arguments It's about, okay, we accept that we're going to argue. This is just a fact of life. We're going to argue. Now, how we choose to argue, what we do in the arguments, how we conduct ourselves, how we process, how we, you know, choose to listen to each other, assume the best of each other, that's the work. How we choose to integrate what we're learning next time, you know, like, that's the work. And that's what helps arguments feel easier. That's what helps arguments shorten in time and lessen in intensity, but grow in impact. Like just from your tone, your volume, your word choice, your preparation, your body language, you know, asking for a timeout, asking for a do-over, like all of that. There's so many little fine, you know, fine changes, fine tuning that you can do to help arguments feel better 
and actually be something that benefits your relationship. Right. And again, I just want to point out that like, if you're, if you're struggling mama right now, as you're listening and you're like, that just seems so like far out of what I've been practicing and doing, just know that there are seasons of life that are easier to work through and easier to communicate. And that, you know, that these skills that Michelle's sharing with us right now is like good stuff to practice at all times to try to yep. work on and do things. But, you know, if we're not our best at it every single time to just to get up again and keep trying again, because those skills, the more that we practice them, the better we get, the Absolutely. more that we, that we use them. And it really, it really does save a bunch of trouble. Yeah. And, and it's not about striving for, for perfection, right? It's for striving for progress. And it's not linear either. Sometimes it's like, ooh, I got that in the bag. Like that was way easier. We, like where we were good. Uh, we really like listened to each other. We were calm. It was cool. And then other times it's like, whoa, where'd that come from? Right. And so don't judge yourself through the process. Just just notice what happened, you know, after the fact. Learn from it, like, okay, why did I do that? Why did I respond that way? Why, why wasn't I as calm this time as I was last time? What's different about it? And like, really learn from the experience and, and take that to heart and, and give yourself what you need, you know, upgrade your communication tools as you need, remind yourself of things if you need, talk about it with him, um, seek support out if that's what's needed. And, and know that it's okay. Like one, one fight will not break your marriage, but what you do with that information that you extract from that experience is going to make all the difference, right? Like, just like me, like I, I, I try my best every time. And sometimes my best is, is not as great as the other times, but don't let it go down in vain. Use it to learn from. And then notice, you know, celebrate your wins. Like, oh, okay, that was better because instead of two days, it was two hours. Right. Well, and I also want to add in there too that the self-love of, you know, when you're you're having a bad time, you didn't present something mm -hmm. perfectly. You didn't communicate the way that you wanted to, that to love yourself, give yourself some grace, give them yeah. some grace and just, you know, it's, it's about self-love and loving the other person that is so Absolutely. important because- you know, for us to be able to present the way that we want to, to have a good relationship, we also have to treat ourselves with respect and oh, forgive yeah. ourselves for things that when we're not, you know, acting the way we normally do or w wish we would like to, you know, that's very important. A thousand percent. I mean, just, just remember, you know, like how you argue has been in the works for decades now. It's like heavily ingrained in you. So any change that you make is like, that's huge. You're repatterning, right? You're unlearning and you're repatterning. You're reparenting yourself. You're changing something that has been <laughs> so heavily like worked into your nervous system, into how you respond. Like it's automatic. And to change something from automatic to intentional takes a lot of effort. And so if you ever feel like, gosh, like I have so much work to do, look at where you started, right? It's kind of like hiking when you're like going up a peak and you're like, gosh, I'm so far from the top. Stop and look back 
and see how far you've come, right? Celebrate the wins that you have and use that to propel you to keep moving forward. Cause yeah, it's gonna feel like you're climbing a freaking mountain and it feels impossible and it feels so hard. But at that point, just realign with what am I working towards? What is this all for, right? It's for my future. It's for my children. I'm teaching them that this is what it looks like in a healthy relationship, right? We mess up, we correct it, we do the repair work, we grow and we go at it again. Rinse and repeat, right? Life is not, you know, prim, proper, manicured, whatever. Like it's messy sometimes. And we get to be human and we get to love ourselves through it and we get to grow from it right? So there's a greater purpose for the work that you're doing. And you get to have the benefit of feeling like, oh, this felt easier this time. This felt lighter. I felt like I really got through this time, or I really like had the confidence to say what I meant to say this time instead of holding it back in, right? There's so many different things that you can celebrate. And so remember, arguments have layers, and it doesn't have to be bad. It gets to be your catalyst. What if you were like one argument away from having your dream marriage? Yeah. Yeah, because you, you got to work out what each of you are feeling and be on the same page. And people are changing all the time and you have to change together. Time. And it's very important. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that those tips with us today. Those were really good. And I just want to just, you know, hit on the, the major thing that you talked about is processing our own emotions mm -hmm. and making sure that we know exactly what we're, we're actually talking about, what we want, what we're, we're feeling, what we're scared of, what we're actually has anything to do with that person. And if we want to present something that we'd like to see changed or different, that we actually have a game plan put in place. I just, wonderful tips. I totally like hands down agree with you with all that kind of stuff. It's worked in my own life. And uh, tell us about your masterclass though. I know you have a masterclass. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So uh, last year, I believe, gosh, like COVID has really like warped my, <laughs> my sense of time. Um, I did a masterclass on how to de-escalate disagreements. So if you find yourself feeling like, gosh, our conversations really get out of control. Like I feel out of control and I want to make sure that I can rein it back in and get us back on track to having productive conversations. This is a great two hour Class can help you understand how to bring conversations back down to a grounded space so that you can continue talking instead of like operating from a place that both of you are angry and upset and just spewing out hateful things to each other or shutting down and, and then not really actually working through things together. So this will help you um, communicate more effectively as partners while still honoring that you're both having a human experience of experiencing emotions that can be intense, right? So it's a great uh, way for you to learn and workshop your way. Like I give exercises that you can do. There's, uh, there's even like a workbook and stuff like that. So check it out. It's a great way for you to 
elevate the way you argue while respecting what's going on within yourself, your own inner experience, and go into it more grounded. So uh, check that out. It's on my website. I'll give you the link, Diana, so that um, the listeners can click uh, click on it and check it out. Oh, that's awesome. So your website's michelleperta.com, correct? Correct. Right. And then they can find you on Instagram. What's your, um, what's your handle on Instagram? I love Instagram. Um, Michelle Perta coaching is where you can find me. Come follow me, come check out my, my posts, my reels. I really love, um, uh, sharing on stories as well. And so come find me, come chat. I'd love to get to know you and connect with you and, and help you really deepen your communication and connection with your husband. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, we appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us. And, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you later. And ladies, we'll see you next Tuesday on the Mom Training Podcast.